This is episode 578 of the AWS podcast, released on April 3rd, 2023. Here at the AWS podcast, we really do love to get your feedback. One place you can do it is off the podcast page where there's a button that says submit questions and feedback, and you can record audio and send it to us which is pretty cool. We do love to listen to it. We love to share it when you give us permission to as well. Please give it a go. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. So I'm here with you. Great to have you back. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Horn Nguyen Longrun. G'day, Horn. How you doing? I am great. What about you, Simon? I am doing good, and we've got lots of cool things to discuss today. And we're going to start with the topic of analytics. And AWS Data Exchange for Amazon S3 is now generally available. So this helps you find, subscribe to, and use third-party data files for faster time to insight, storage cost optimization, simplified data licensing management, and so much more. Now, this feature is intended for subscribers who want to use third-party data files directly from data providers' simple storage service buckets without needing to create or manage data copies as well as data providers who want to offer in-place access to data hosted in their Amazon S3 buckets. Subscribers access the same S3 objects that the data provider maintains, which helps them optimize storage costs and use the most up-to-date data available without additional engineering or operational work. Data providers can easily set up AWS Data Exchange for Amazon S3 on top of their existing S3 buckets to share direct access to an entire S3 bucket, or specific prefixes and objects. And these S3 objects can be server-side encrypted with either customer-managed keys stored in AWS Key Management Service or Amazon S3 Managed Keys. After setup, AWS Data Exchange automatically manages subscriptions, entitlements, billing, and payment. It is very, very cool. I use this a lot for different things, and it makes life easy because you just speak the language of S3. We're also happy to introduce fine-grained access controls with AWS Lake Formation and Apache Hive on Amazon EMR. Now, this enables users to apply AWS Lake Formation-based table and column-level permissions on Amazon S3 Lake for write operations, for example, insert into, insert overwrite, with Apache Hive jobs submitted using the Amazon EMR Steps API. This feature allows data administrators to define and enforce fine-grained table and column-level security for customers accessing data via Apache Hive running on EMR. And a few other things, Amazon QuickSight enhances the developer experience with SDK 2.0, and this supports TypeScript, ES6, including async, await syntax, and utility features that enable developers to quickly build analytics experiences within their applications. And host applications are able to dynamically communicate with the embedded iframe. Hurrah, our old friend iframe. And Amazon QuickSight adds hide collapse columns control for the pivot table. Authors can use this control to automatically hide collapsed row header fields, eliminating the need for unnecessarily scrolling and making pivot tables look more compact and organized. And Amazon EMR on EKS has added support for emitting customer metrics for managed endpoints. Until now, customers running managed endpoints didn't have a mechanism to monitor or visualize kernel-based execution behavior for them. With this release, customers can monitor, create alarms, and better troubleshoot issues in their managed endpoints. Announcing lower data warehouse base capacity configuration for Amazon Redshift Serverless. Amazon Redshift Serverless now allows you to get started with Amazon Redshift Serverless with a lower data warehouse base capacity configuration of eight Redshift process units RPU. Amazon Redshift Serverless measures data warehouse capacity in RPU and you pay for only 
the duration of workloads you run RPU hours in per second basis. Previously, minimum basis capacity required to run serverless was 32 RPU. With the new lowered base capacity minimum of 8 RPU, you have even more flexibility to support diverse set of workloads of small to large complexity based on your price performance requirements, which is pretty neat. Amazon Redshift Serverless now allows you to run scale analytics without having to provision managed warehouse clusters. With Amazon Redshift Serverless, all users include data analysts, developers, and data scientists can use Amazon Redshift to get insight from data in seconds. With the new lower capacity configuration, you can use Amazon Redshift Serverless for production environments, test development, environments at optimal price points when workload needs small amounts of compute. You can increment or decrement the RPU in units of 8 RPUs. Amazon Redshift adds support for 200k tables. Now this is for Redshift serverless for and for data warehouse clusters with RA3 4x large, RA3 16x large, and DC2 8x large node types. This feature is intended for customers with workloads that require a large number of tables to run Amazon Redshift without having to split the tables across multiple warehouses. AWS Glue 4.0 now supports streaming ETL. Now, this is a new version of AWS Glue that accelerates data integration workloads in AWS. AWS Glue 4.0 upgrades data integration engines, including an upgrade to Apache Spark 3.3.0 and Python 3.10, which is super cool. Most of my customers are going to definitely use this. AWS Glue introduces faster and simpler permission setups. With this new feature, customers no longer need to read documentation or manually attach IAM policy to users that give them permissions to use AWS Glue functionality. This new setup tool also sets a default role for new AWS Glue jobs and notebooks so users can start authoring jobs and working with data catalog without further setup, which is super convenient. AWS Glue now provides continuous log in AWS Glue job monitoring. With this feature, customers can view consolidated CloudWatch logs for Apache Spark drivers and executors in AWS Glue job monitoring, as well as the Runs tab in AWS Glue Studio job authoring interface. Amazon Kinesis Data Firehose now supports data delivery to Elastic. With this integration, Elastic users have an easier way to ingest streaming data to Elastic and consume Elastic Stack, Elk Stack solutions for enterprise search, observability, and security without having to manage application or write code. Amazon OpenSearch now supports OpenSearch version 2.5. With OpenSearch 2.5, it adds several new features and enhancements such as support for security analytics, support for point-in-time search, improvement to observability, and geospatial functionality, which is my favorite functionality, by the way. OpenSearch 2.5 release in OpenSearch service includes features that are launched as a part of OpenSearch version 2.4 and 2.5. Some of the key improvement include introduction of new security analytics plugin that help you identify attack signatures, create alerts from security findings, and visualize threat patterns using dashboard. Observability improvements such as ability to visualize metric data from the open source Prometheus monitoring solution as well as log data aggregate within open search, and ability to trace data collectively by widely adopted open search Jaeger tools. This release also includes support for point-in-time search to provide ability to run different queries against the dataset in a fixed time. 
Improvements to geospatial capabilities and map visualization, such as support for two new data field types, XY point, XY shape, and geohex grid aggregation, which is super cool. If you've ever seen it in action, I highly recommend you do. Amazon's open search service introduces security analytics. With the security analytics, users with no prior security experience can now leverage simplified workflows to correlate multiple security logs and investigate security incidents without leaving open search. And on to the topic of application integration. That's a quick one. Amazon MQ now supports RapidMQ version 3.10.17, which includes several important fixes and performance optimization to the previously supported version, RapidMQ 3.10.10. On to the topic of business applications. A really quick one here. Amazon Chime SDK now supports Amazon Voice Focus for carriers. Amazon Chime SDK now supports Amazon Voice Focus background noise reduction for telephone carrier deployments. Amazon Voice Focus is an award-winning machine learning-based noise suppression algorithm that reduces unwanted environmental noises like wind, dog barking, keyboard typing, and car horns from phone calls. And also, please don't text and drive. Now, telecom providers can (laughs) deploy background noise at scale across their voice network for both landline and mobile subscribers. That safety note brought to you by Hornway and Lauren. You're welcome. Onto the topic of compute announcing Amazon Linux 2023. Today, we're announcing the general availability of AL 2023, a new Linux-based operating system for AWS that is designed to provide a secure, stable, high-performance environment to develop and run your cloud applications. AL 2023 provides seamless integration with various AWS services and development tools and offers optimized performance for EC2 Graviton-based instances and AWS support at no additional licensing cost. That's right, no additional licensing cost. Starting with AL2023, a new Amazon major Linux release will be available every two years. This cadence provides you with a more predictable release cycle and up to five years of support make it easy for you to plan your upgrades. Now, AL2023 offers several improvements over Amazon Linux 2. For example, it takes a security by default approach to help improve your security posture with pre-configured security policies, SE Linux in permissive mode, and IMDS v2 enabled by default and the availability of kernel live patching. With deterministic upgrades through versioned repositories, you can lock to a specific version of the Amazon Linux package repository, giving you control over how and when you absorb updates. With this capability, you can adhere to operational best practices more efficiently by ensuring consistency between package versions and updates across your environment. This is generally available in all AWS regions, including the AWS GovCloud US and the China regions. Amazon EC2 M1 Mac instances now support in-place operating system updates. So starting today, you can update Apple Mac OS operating system from within the guest environment on your EC2 M1 Mac instances. With this capability, customers can now update their guest environments to a specific or latest Mac OS non-beta version without having to tear down their existing Mac OS environments, launch new instances, and reinstall libraries, toolings, and dependencies like our old friend Apple Xcode. So you can get that up and running straight away. And last update on this topic, Amazon S3 on Outpost now supports a local S3 replication on Outpost. S3 replication on Outpost provides an easy and flexible way to automatically replicate data within a specific data perimeter to address your data redundancy and compliance requirements. 
onto the topic of customer engagement. Amazon SES adds email receiving metrics for better visibility and control. Now, this is the addition of two new metrics to the email receiving service without additional charges, providing customers with greater visibility into message processing workflows. The move comes in response to customer frustration over the limited set of metrics available, which could make it difficult for customers to test their setup and identify potential issues. The new metrics are received, which provides insights into email receiving statistics and allows for debugging and alarms, and published success, which enables easier monitoring of message processing workflows. Customers can access the new metrics through AWS Gladwatch, Amazon's monitoring and observability service, where they can monitor metrics, set alarms, and view performance trends. Now, these new metrics are expected to help customers proactively address issues and optimize their email systems effectively. And Amazon SES plans to expand its metrics offerings in the future, highlighting the importance of data and visibility in improving the customer experience. We've really been listening and we want to make it easier and better because, funnily enough, sending emails is hard. Amazon Kendra releases a Microsoft SharePoint Cloud Connector. Starting now, AWS customers can use the Amazon Kendra Microsoft SharePoint Cloud Connector to index and search documents from SharePoint Cloud. Amazon Kendra releases SharePoint on-prem connectors. Uh, now, what this allows you to do is to connect to SharePoint 2013, 2016, 2019, and subscription edition to index and search messages from SharePoint on-prem. And Amazon Kendra has been very busy releasing a Confluence server connector as well. So now you can index and search documents from Confluence server. And Amazon Connect has launched a new API for customers to access historical metrics. This gives you historical metrics for uh, the last 24 hours and provides new metrics with the ability to filter metrics with more granularity, things like number of contacts disconnected or callbacks attempted. And finally, on this topic, Amazon Connect Wisdom now supports Microsoft SharePoint Online. Wisdom analyzes contact center calls in real time and proactively delivers agents the information they need to help improve that experience. And now you can dive right into the connector into SharePoint Online. Now onto the topic of database. Amazon GuardDuty RDS protection for Amazon Aurora is now generally available. Amazon GuardDuty broadens threat detection coverage to help you protect your data residing in Amazon Aurora databases. GuardDuty RDS protection is designed to profile and monitor access activity to Aurora databases in your AWS account without impacting data performance. Using tailored machine learning and integrated threat intelligence, GuardDuty can detect potential threats such as high severity brute force attacks, suspicious logins, and access to known actors, which is pretty cool. Current Guard Duty users, including those in public preview, can activate RDS protection with a single step in the Guard Duty Council and leveraging AWS organization across accounts in an organization. If you're new to Guard Duty, you will have RDS protection turned on by default. Amazon Key Spaces for Apache Cassandra now supports client-side timestamps. Client-side timestamps are Cassandra-compatible timestamps that are persisted for each cell in your table. You can use client-side timestamp for cell-level conflict resolution by letting application determine the order of rights. Amazon Neptune introduces Graph Summary API. Amazon Neptune now supports Graph Summary API to help you understand important metadata about your property graphs, PG, and resource description framework, RDF graphs. Starting with engine version 1.2.1.0, you can use Graph Summary API for fast access summary data about your graph, which is astonishing. 
Amazon Neptune is fast, reliable, and fully managed service that helps you build and run applications that work with highly connected data sets such as knowledge graphs, fraud graphs, identity graphs, and security graphs. Using Graph Summary API, customers can quickly gain insights on their data size and content by reading the count of nodes, edges, subjects, or predicates, as well as labels and classes for a variety of graph on Neptune. For example, you can interactively get graph summary data within a Neptune notebook using the percent summary Neptune workbench magic. You can also use API response with your graph application to improve search results by providing discovered nodes or edge labels as a part of search. Graph summary data is automatically generated when the E statistics is computed by Neptune. You can also manually update the summary response using the DFE statistics API in refresh mode. Announcing R6i instances for Amazon Neptune. Starting today, Amazon Neptune supports R6i instances powered by third generation Xeon scalable processors. R6 I instances are six generations of Amazon EC2 memory optimized instances designed for memory intensive workloads. Amazon Neptune announces support for slow query logs. Now, this helps identify queries that need performance tuning. You can now identify slow running queries and log runtime details for these queries' key performance indicators, such as query execution time and response code to Amazon CloudWatch logs. Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL now supports minor version PostgreSQL 14.7, 13.10, 12.14 and 11.19. We menu upgrade to the latest minor version to fix known security vulnerabilities in prior versions of PostgreSQL and to benefit from bug fixes, performance improvements, and new functionality added by the PostgreSQL. Amazon RDS for MariaDB now supports RDS optimized writes. Now this enables up to two times higher write throughput at no additional cost. This is especially useful for RDS MariaDB customers with write intensive database workloads commonly found in applications such as digital payments, financial trading, and online gaming. Amazon DynoDB now supports table deletion protection. Deletion protection is available for Amazon DynoDB table in all regions. DynoDB now makes it possible for you to protect your tables from accidental deletion when performing regular table management operations. Made that mistake a long time ago, but that was in my younger days. <laughs> you only make it That's once. That's right, only once. <laughs> When creating new tables or managing existing tables, authorized administrator can set the deletion protection property for each table, which will govern whether a table can be deleted. The default setting for the deletion protection property is disabled. When the deletion protection property is enabled for a table, the table cannot be deleted, irrespective of whether any AWS Identity and Access Management IAM permission policies allow deletion of the table. When the deletion protection is disabled for a table, Authorized administrator can delete the table if allowed by IAM permission policies. The deletion protection property can be set through the AWS Management Constable, AWS API, AWS CLI, AWS SDK, or AWS CloudFormation. 
And on this final topic, Amazon Aurora MySQL Compatible Edition now supports Active Directory authentication. You can use Active Directory to authenticate with Amazon Aurora using AWS Directory Service for Microsoft Active Directory or with your on-premises Active Directory by establishing a trusted relationship. Now, this allows you to effectively keep pace with a myriad of compliance and security requirements across the globe and improve the security posture of your critical business assets. Moving on to the topic of developer tools, AWS Application Composer is now generally available. Now, AWS Application Composer helps you simplify and accelerate architecting, configuring, and building serverless applications. You can drag, drop, and connect AWS services into an application architecture using the AWS Application Composer browser-based visual canvas. AWS Application Composer helps you focus on building by maintaining deployment-ready infrastructure as code definitions, complete with integration configuration for each service. With AWS Application Composer, you can start a new architecture from scratch, or you can import an existing AWS CloudFormation or AWS Service Application Model template. You can add and connect AWS services, and AWS Application Composer helps generate deployment-ready projects, then maintains a visual representation of your application architecture in sync with your infrastructure as code. The general availability release adds improved resource support for the Amazon API gateway, such as direct integration with SQS, and includes user interface improvements, interaction improvements, and localization in 10 languages. And we have a deep dive episode on this coming up as well. AWS CodeBuild now supports a small GPU machine type. This is an additional 4V CPU, one GPU machine type suited for less resource intensive workloads. Onto the topic of front end and mobile, we're happy to announce open data maps for Amazon location service. This is the general availability for this particular feature. Open data maps is a new data provider option for the maps feature based on OpenStreetMap or OSM, a geospatial data source supported by a global community. Developers can now easily access reliable and up-to-date OSM data with no upfront investment or specialized geospatial knowledge. In addition to the commercial data provider options from Esri, Here and Grab Maps, Open Data Maps now gives developers more choices to integrate maps into their applications, enabling them to leverage OSM's flexible licensing terms and continuously improving data quality. With Open Data Maps, developers can easily integrate OSM-based map tiles into their web or mobile applications and overlay information on top with four professionally designed map styles to support use cases such as logistics, delivery, and data visualization. Developers can rely on the availability, low latency, security, and reliability of Amazon Location Open Data Maps without the need to set up and operate specialized OSM tools. In addition, developers no longer need to be concerned with the freshness of their location data as Amazon Location refreshes the data on a regular basis. And a quick update on the topic of GameTech, announcing an updated console experience for Amazon GameLift. We're really excited to launch the updated experience to help customers more intuitively and effectively manage and scale their game service. Now, Amazon GameLift is a fully managed solution that allows you to manage and scale dedicated game servers for session-based multiplayer games. With this release, customers can more easily monitor and manage their game server instances and settings from a single interface. The updated experience includes a redesigned navigation to more easily manage game lift features like creating builds, scripts, fleets, flex match rules, and includes over 80 new info panels to help developers configure their Amazon game lift resources without ever needing to leave the console. 
With the extended Amazon CloudWatch integration, customers can create their own dashboards and custom views, such as instance performance, utilization capacity, and player sessions. We added new pages to the console to provide customers with information on their game server groups, instance pricing history, and samples to set up GameLift resources and FlexMatch rule sets. The updated console experience gives game developers more visibility, flexibility, and speed when it comes to managing your Amazon GameLift resources and is available in all Amazon GameLift home regions except the AdWest China regions. Now onto the topic of machine learning. AWS announces new competition structure for the 2023 season. Now, this is a fun one. Today, AWS launches the 2023 season of the award-winning AWS Deep Racer League, where developers of all skills advance their knowledge of machine learning and compete in the world's first global autonomous racing league. Starting March 1st, developers have more chances to earn achievement and win prizes than ever before with a all-new three-tier competition. In the past, developers competed globally to win spot in the world championship. Now developers have the opportunity to compete with their peers in a national and regional race for a spot in the world championship, a trip to reInvent in Las Vegas and the $43,000 prize purse, which is wonderful for them. From March through October, the top 10% of the competitors from each country monthly race will receive $50 to purchase AWS Deep Racer merchandise on Amazon.com, while the top developers in each of the six regions, Europe, Greater China, Middle East and Africa, North America, and South America, will also win a trip to the World Championship at reInvent 2023 in Las Vegas. Top developers in season standing at regional and world level based on total accumulated points will also win trips to the World Champion at reInvent in Las Vegas. Developers will also have the ability to earn up to four achievements monthly at national, regional, and world levels that they can share on social media and celebrate their learning and racing milestone. This is pretty cool because some of my customers actually customize their Deep Racer into their own logo, which is awesome to see. Amazon Sage. Very cool. It is super cool. Amazon SageMaker Data Wrangler now supports Amazon EMR Hive as a big query engine. Amazon SageMaker Data Wrangler reduces the time it takes to aggregate and prepare data for machine learning ML from weeks to minutes in Amazon SageMaker Studio. Data Wrangler enables you to access data from a wide variety of popular sources, Amazon S3, Amazon Athena, Amazon Redshift, Amazon EMR Presto, Snowflake, and over 40 other third-party sources. Starting today, you can connect to Amazon EMR Hive as a big data query engine to bring in very large data set for ML. Aggregating and preparing large amounts of data is critical part of ML workflow. Data scientists and data engineers leverage Apache Spark, Apache Hive, and Presto running on Amazon EMR for large-scale data processing. Starting today, customers can now use Data Wrangler's visual interface to discover and connect existing EMR clusters running at a Hive endpoint. This can browse the database, tables, and schema, author Hive queries to select, preview, and create data set using Data Wrangler's SQL Explorer. They can then visualize, analyze, 
data and create ML features without writing any code using 300 plus built-in analysis and transformation back in by Spark. Uh, customers can also train, deploy, model with SageMaker Autopilot, schedule job, or operationalize data preparation in SageMaker Pipeline from Data Wrangler Visual Interface, which is pretty cool. Onto the topic of management and governance. Amazon CloudWatch logs add support for new Amazon VPC flow logs metadata. Now, this now supports ingesting enriched metadata, which was introduced into the VPC flow logs as part of versions three to five additional to the default fields. This launch includes metadata fields that provide more insights about the network interface, traffic type, and the path of egress traffic to the destination. Enriched metadata fields in VPC flow logs reduces operational overhead associated with additional computations or analysis to extract meaningful information from log data. You can use VPC flow logs to monitor VPC traffic, understand network dependencies, troubleshoot network connectivity issues, and identify network threats. AWS Chatbot is now available in Microsoft Teams. So this enables AWS customers to securely monitor the AWS resources and respond to operational events in the AWS infrastructure from Microsoft Teams channels where their entire team can quickly review, collaboratively diagnose, and securely run common DevOps commands. Customers can now use AWS Chatbot from Microsoft Teams to implement chat ops for AWS in their Microsoft Teams channels. Customers can set up Microsoft Teams channels to receive notifications from any of the 200 plus AWS servers Services that publish to Amazon CloudWatch or simple notification service. Customers can retrieve diagnostic information, configure AWS environments, and take actions to remediate incidents without switching away from their Teams channels. To enable notifications, customers subscribe their Microsoft Teams channels to SNS topics or CloudWatch events in AWS Chatbot. When an alarm or an event occurs, AWS Chatbot delivers the notification directly to the subscribed Microsoft Teams channel. Microsoft Teams channel members can also run AWS CLI commands to diagnose issues and configure AWS resources by tagging the AWS Chatbot in the channel. Application auto-scaling now supports metric math for target tracking policies. Now, target tracking works like a thermostat. It continuously changes the capacity of the scaled resource to maintain the scaling metric at the customer-defined target levels. Customers can use arithmetic operators such as plus, minus, divide, and multiply, and mathematical functions such as sum and average to easily create custom metrics based on existing metrics. Today's release makes it easier and cheaper to configure target tracking with custom metrics. Announcing the favorites feature to organize AWS Systems Manager documents and runbooks. Now you can select up to 20 of your favorite documents or runbooks per category that will appear in a centralized favorites tab in the Systems Manager automation document consoles. AWS License Manager Linux subscription expands region and administrator support. You can configure AWS License Manager in your central payer or management account and pick other AWS account as the delegated administrator. Once the delegated administrator account is configured, you can discover Linux subscriptions across regions and accounts and perform governance tasks, such as viewing CloudWatch metrics or setting up alarms. AWS Config now supports 18 new resource types, including things for device farms, budgets, Lex, CodeGuru, Reviewer, IoT Core, and more, and more, and more. And AWS Resource Explorer now supports 12 new resource types, including SQS, Lambda, and Elasticache. Now onto the topic of media services. AWS Elemental Media Convert now has enhanced color processing feature along with support for new color formats. As high dynamic range HDR content becomes more common, the ability to convert between standard dynamic range SDR and HDR 
has also become important. While high value content is commonly created using HDR color, most legacy user generated and mass produced content is created by SDR. Dolby Vision dynamic metadata can now be generated on the fly in media convert jobs to convert non-Dolby Vision HDR content into Dolby Vision without the need for a color mastering suite and content specific coloring grade. Media Convert now supports the DCI P3 color space commonly used for color grading content destined for final distribution in both HDR and SDR formats. Media Convert has also added the ability to set reference white point when mapping SDR color values into the HDR space during format conversions. Media Convert has added the ability to apply color range clipping in the color corrector to ensure outputs remain within broadcast legal limits. With AWS Elemental Media Convert, audio and video providers with any size content library can easily reliably transcode on-demand content for broadcast and multi-screen delivery. Onto the topic of migration and transfer, AWS Database Migration Service now generates an AWS Glue data catalog when migrating to Amazon S3. Lots of steps there. And DMS has expanded support of S3 as a target by adding the ability to create an AWS Glue data catalog from the Amazon S3 data files generated by DMS. With this integration, you no longer need to run a crawler or additional extract transformer load jobs to create the catalog and the Amazon S3 data is ready to be queried through other AWS services such as Amazon Athena. This is a very, very cool capability, saves you a lot of time. The AWS Glue data catalog generated from the data that DMS migrates to Amazon S3 can be used for many reasons, from querying the data with Athena to using AWS Glue Studio to perform data preparation and transformation for analysis. This integration reduces the manual effort required for accurate catalog generation. And AWS Database Migration Service now supports S3 data validation. If data validation is enabled for the migration, then validation begins immediately after a full load is performed on a table. In the CDC phase, data validation compares the incremental changes as they occur. During data validation, DMS compares each row in the source with its corresponding row at the target, verifies the rows contain the same data and reports any mismatches. And the database migration service team have been very busy for our customers and Fleet Advisor now supports target recommendations. Now, this is now in general availability and it gathers performance metrics and usage patterns of self-managed databases to recommend potential database engine and instance options for migration to AWS. Target recommendations can quickly help identify the best migration option based on estimated cost and limitations for each migration path. AWS Migration Hub Strategy Recommendations has added support for binary analysis. The strategy recommendations now allow you to analyze application binaries, detect incompatibilities, and identify viable modernization pathways such as refactoring and replatforming without assessing your application source code. That's very cool. Strategy recommendations can now help inspect web application binaries on Windows and Linux servers and generate incompatibility reports that you can leverage to implement a viable modernization pathways. Now on to the topic of networking and content delivery. Use S3 Optic Lambda with Amazon CloudFront to tailor content for end users. 
Using Amazon S3 Object Lambda, you can add your own code to S3 Git, head, and list API requests to modify data as it returned to an application. You can use the S3 Object Lambda access point, alias, as an origin for your Amazon CloudFront distribution to tailor or customize data to end users. For example, you can resize an image depending on the device that an end user is visiting from, which is pretty cool for mobile apps. Beginning now, S3 Optic Lambda Access Point aliases are automatically generated and are interchangeable with S3 bucket names for data access through S3 Object Lambda. For existing S3 Object Lambda Access Point, aliases are automatically assigned and ready for use. With aliases for S3 Object Lambda Access Point, any application requires an S3 bucket name can easily present different views of data depending on the requester. Amazon Virtual Private Cloud VPC prefix list now available in two additional regions. You can share your prefix list with other AWS account using AWS Resource Access Manager RAM and use to configure VPC route tables and security groups. A prefix list makes it easy for you to roll out changes and maintain consistency in security groups and route tables across multiple VPCs and accounts. And this is available in Europe, Zurich, and Middle East U. AE region. Amazon Route 53 Resolver Endpoints for a Hybrid Cloud announces IPv6 support. Hooray! Amazon Route 53 Resolver Endpoint now supports IPv6, allowing you to forward traffic to and resolve traffic from on-premises domain name system DNS servers with IPv6 addresses. And a quick update on security, identity, and compliance. AWS Security Hub launches support for NIST SP800-53 Rev 5. AWS Security Hub now supports automated security checks aligned with the National Institute of Standards and Technology NIST Special Publication 800-53 Revision 5. Security Hub NIST SP800-53 R5 standard includes up to 224 automated controls that conduct continual checks against 121 NIST SP800-53R5 requirements across 36 AWS services. This includes 10 new security controls that are unique to standard. The new standard is now available in all public AWS region where Security Hub is available in and in the AWS GovCloud US region. To see and activate the new standard and checks within it, visit the standard page in Security Hub. You can activate the standard using the Batch Enabled Standards API or use the our example script to engage the standard across many accounts and regions. Onto the topic of storage, and this one is a really interesting one. Introducing MountPoint for Amazon S3, a high-performance open-source file client. We are pleased to announce the alpha release of MountPoint for Amazon S3. I emphasize the word alpha release, a new open source file client that delivers high throughput access, lowering compute costs for data lakes on Amazon S3. MountPoint for Amazon S3 is a file client that translates local file system API calls to S3 object API calls like get and list. It's ideal for read heavy data lake workloads that process petabytes of data and need Amazon S3's high elastic throughput to scale up and down across thousands of instances. MountPoint for Amazon S3 supports random and sequential read operations on files and listing files and directories. For details, check out the documentation. This is an 
open source project. We are making the alpha release of Mount Point for Amazon S3 available to the community to collect feedback early and incorporate your input into the design and implementation. We welcome your contributions and your feedback on the roadmap, which outlines the plan for adding additional features to Mount Point for Amazon S3. I know a lot of folks have used various solutions for this and tried to work around things, and this will be really interesting to see what the community actually wants from this type of interface. Announcing cross-account support for Amazon S3 multi-region access points. Now, these are data sets that are replicated across multiple AWS accounts and cross-account multi-region access points simplify object storage access for applications that span both AWS regions and accounts, avoiding the need for complex request routing logics in your applications. They provide a single global endpoint for your multi-region applications and dynamically route S3 requests based on policies that you define. This helps you more easily implement multi-region resilience, latency-based routing, and active-passive failover, even when data is stored in multiple accounts. Many customers use S3 replication to replicate data to a bucket in a different AWS account, providing additional protection against accidental or authorized data deletion. S3 multi-region access points now support these multi-account configurations. So that's pretty cool. Amazon S3 simplifies private connectivity from on-premises networks. With private DNS for S3, your on-premises applications can use AWS private link to access S3 over an interface endpoint, while requests from your in-VPC applications access S3 using gateway endpoints. Routing requests like this helps you take advantage of the lowest cost private network path without having to make code or configuration changes to your client. And finally on this topic, AWS Backup now supports VMware vSphere 8 and also instances with multiple virtual NICs, so you can migrate even more. Horn, there were lots of really cool and interesting things there. I'm super keen to see what folks do with the uh, S3 file mount point. I think that's going to be a really interesting one. I think the Deep uh, Racer League is going to be super cool. And also App Composer. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. How, how do people reach out to you? You can reach out to me on my Twitter handler at Solo underscore one. That's H-A-W-N-S-O-L-O underscore one. And if you want to go old school, awspodcast.amazon.com is the place you can also do it. We do love to get your feedback. Had some feedback lately about the new format, which has been really helpful. We continue to roll it in and we have some additional cool new changes coming as well. And of course, until next time, keep on building.